All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have my man, sound designer and music composer, Versatile Tracks. What's up? What's up, brother? What's happening, bro? How you feeling, man? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Glad yeah. to have you on the show. For sure, man. Appreciate right. you having me, dog. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, so yeah. let's get into it. So let's start at the very beginning. So how did you get into this whole music world? Uh, I mean, basically, I've, I've been, I've always been into the music world since I was like, you know, maybe about two years old. I've always, mm. um, I've always been into like drum, drums and, uh, you know, uh, choir. I was in, mm. you know, church a lot. So, um, it really started there. And then, you know, my father had a, 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 a big music background that I kind of adapted from and, um, mm. You know, by the time I turned about 15 years old, I started getting into uh, music production. Started using Reason. Um, <laughs> so, um, and how that started was, you know, my brother, he was into uh, music production. So he just introduced mm. me to uh, Reason and, you know, I just fell in love with it. And, you know, I've been doing it ever since. Mm. So wait, wait, he didn't introduce you to FL? Nah, I mean, my friends around me was on FL and, you know, it just, at that point, it just, I didn't like the sounds of FL, mm. you know, I think everybody that, you know, used to use FL back in the day, they remember how how, how those sounds were, you mm -hmm. know, reason was just a little bit more realistic and, you yeah. know, instruments. Yeah, especially with the, the racks and mm -hmm. just how mm -hmm. it looked with the mm -hmm. actual, you know, 14 by 9 mix in there and it just looked weird now you're flipping around that's that's a different story because yeah. that's very intimidating yeah yeah, yeah but on, yeah. The, on the front side it looks yeah it looks amazing yeah yeah, yeah. So. so you're originally from st paul right yeah st paul minnesota um i was born in little rock arkansas moved to st paul minnesota when i was young and um I, you know pretty much grew up there so, mm. so how does the music scene in st paul kind of start to influence your ability to Jump into the the music producer world. Um, pretty much my friends around me, you know, um, they they pretty much pushed me to, you know, really go for it. You know, they was you know filling the beats in the beginning, and you know I had a few homies that was you know they was rapping, you know they was they was trying mm -hmm. to rap in the beginning. So, you know, it really just started from there, and uh, just start I just started getting better at it, and you know, they was really just like, man, you need to take it to a new level, and, mm -hmm. you know, so. So, so you went from St. Paul, right? Mm -hmm. But then you went back to Little Rock. Yeah, I went back to Little Rock to go to uh, go to college. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was there for five years. And, you know, Philander Smith. Yeah, Philander yeah. Smith College. For yeah, sure. that's right. Shout yeah. out to my uh, PSC uh, family. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, what did you major in? Uh, business administration. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. always been in the business and. Um, you know that pretty much started as a as a young boy. My uh, grandfather he owned a dry cleaners that mm. pretty much grew up and worked in too. So you know that was really my first. Um, that was really my first goal was to you know just be in the business and which it still is, but you know until the music came into play, so that kind of you know overshadowed the business. Mm. You know, even though it goes hand in hand. Right. 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 Oh yeah, you definitely gotta have, and that's what I think most people get kind of, uh, I don't want to say misconstrued, but they don't really consider that the music business, I mean, this is a business, right? No so doubt. there's a whole, 
another side to it than just pressing back pads and you know mm -hmm. smashing keys. No doubt. There's a business side to it. No doubt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So currently, how are you using what you've learned in college to help further what you're doing today? Uh, to be honest, not really much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it was uh, most of the lessons that I got, you know, with the business was just um, more of hands-on, just uh, hands-on experience, you mm -hmm. know, versus what they, you know, taught me in the classes. So, um, but, you know, there were, you know, a few topics that, you know, about entrepreneur. I took an entrepreneurship class, so that pretty much, I used that in my um in, in my business today, you know, mm -hmm. like with marketing and, you know, just how to promote myself mm -hmm. and, you know, things like that. So, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Those are essential key lessons that people really need to, to kind of understand is that, I mean, as artists, as producers, we still need to market, we still mm -hmm. need to brand, you know, so those yeah. skill sets that are taught and maybe through college or through books mm -hmm. are still very, very mm -hmm. important to, to use. For sure. And I think sometimes people don't really... They want to leave it up to other people to do, mm -hmm. but you still are. I mean, I'm as a producer, I'm still responsible for that. Right, right, right. For my own branding, for my right. own, uh, you know, marketing and things like that. I may have another person overseeing it. Right. But I'm still the one that's exactly. ultimately responsible. Right, right. Right. So I want to go back, though, because I never, I never knew that you were a singer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't. Like, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> what? Yeah. That was one of the, I was like, you know, when he get here, I'm going to have to ask him that question <laughs> because I did not know that yeah. at all. Yeah, man. But uh, that's that's what's up, man. So how, are you using that within your production? Um, well, I'm not currently, okay. you know. Um, I want to get back into that, you mm -hmm. know. I get told a lot that I need to, you know, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's something that I, I, I look at, you know, in the future, you know adding that to my production yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. i think it's rather than probably always relying on i mean you could be amazed at what you could sit at home and do yeah right by yourself like i heard um i was in a studio one day with um kenny bartow the okay. justice league okay uh and i mean it was all three of them there but uh, he was speaking about a song that they were working on or had worked on and he sang one of the parts okay okay and we all sat there and like Wait a minute. He was like, yeah, I had to sing. He said, I couldn't find an artist to do it. So I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to do it. Yeah, it get like that. For yeah, real. it get like that. Mm -hmm. So and some, no, go ahead. No, and, and then like, like you're saying, I mean, especially if you, if, if you can do it, you know, it just, it only makes sense because sometimes that's, that's the missing element, you mm -hmm. know, you know, so. Yeah, my man Kenny Button's up in um, New York, shout out to Kenny Button's yeah, in the whole New York, shout out the man. Eat family up there like sure. he put a whole vocal pack out oh yeah just on him singing oh that's dope like opera that's type dope. stuff i'm like yo that's, that's so dope. crazy that's creative too man. that's super creative yeah. and he put a whole kid out with just him doing his ah. yeah yeah hey yeah. don't get me to do it I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not not y'all y'all know Chop my background <laughs> you know, we're gonna edit that up no we're not but he created a whole kit yeah. of just him with his vocals yeah. right yeah and I know that you're heavy into creating and designing your own kits and things That's like right. that. Uh, so what was your motivation behind creating your own sound packs and melody packs? Um, pretty much, um, you know, when I make beats, um, like when I'm making melodies, 
I tend to make them really quick. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started hearing about, you know, uh, producers starting to put out sound packs. And, you know, I was like, you know, this is something I could do, you know, mm-hmm. especially because it doesn't take me a long time to come up with a melody, you know, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, four, eight bars, you know. Um, uh, so, you know, um, I just decided to put out a pack one day and, you know, it was it was it was real dope and mm-hmm. I got a lot of I got a lot of good feedback from it and um I kinda saw a market in it, you know, just with the amount of producers that I see, you know, coming up mm-hmm. every day and a lot of times producers are trying to, you know, they're they're more focused on the quantity of the beats and, you know, it's real popular for producers these days to use uh loops and, you know, MIDI packs and um so really, I just found a I found a, a, a market for it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know I got a, a few producers um, under the under the team, and and um, you know they come up with packs, and you know we sell them out to the mm-hmm. you know, to the uh, to the community. So, yeah, yeah, beat yeah. pharmacies, right? Yeah, beat pharmacies. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh no, I do my research. Like, uh, yeah, one thing y'all know watching the show, I do my <laughs> research on every guest that come onto the show. But uh, and plus, I mean, I've, I've known Versatile for two years, so two three years. Yeah. I mean, so I kind of I kind of knew when, it's, when he was getting started with the whole melody, mm-hmm. the melody packs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had talked about that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I think that is a very lucrative space to be in. Mm-hmm. But I also feel that a lot of producers are trying to do it too. That's right. So do you feel that this space where people are creating these loop packs and melody packs that it is oversaturated? Yeah, right, right. But you know, the the part that's oversaturated is just the fact that, you know, you got a lot of producers um creating these kits. But, you know, um where I fit in is, you know, um the platform, you mm. know, for producers to be able to host their kits and be able to, you know, sell their kits, you know. You're mm-hmm. still gonna have a, you know, a lot of producers, you know, doing it solo and, you know, kind of promote, self-promoting it on, you know. Right. Um, but I feel like by creating a platform, you know, with my uh, social presence, you know, I'm able to, you know, get a lot of exposure to, to these producers. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you know, it's cool, you know. I'm I'm, I'm, right. I'm working on the next, you know, the next big thing, you know. You always got to stay ahead of the game because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of platforms are starting to come up now, you know, so... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. That's right. We always trying to grow, man. Yeah, and I was telling another producer earlier. I mean, there's nothing wrong with using melodies and loop packs. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. And your favorite producer, trust me, is using a melody mm-hmm. or a loop pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you have no, like I've heard. Now I got a whole bunch of loop packs and yeah. melody kits and things like that because you never they spark right amazing right. ideas exactly. But your favorite producer, trust me, is using like Rihanna's birthday cake. Yeah. That actually came from a loop pack. Yeah. yeah. I heard it. I was like, yo, yeah. wait a minute. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, s- some of your favorite songs that you listen to today have come from a loop pack. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's really just the modern day thing. You know, like if you look at back in the day with some of your top producers, um, like Timberland, Dr. Dre, they would bring in other producers that would make mm-hmm. melodies for them. You know, so it was... You know, it's it, it to me. It's really the same thing. The same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just now we have uh we have uh more opportunity to like to get get loop packs packs from people from all over mm-hmm. the world, man, and and you know just within a second, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
So I mean, it's it's I don't I don't really, I mean I don't look down on it because I mean I use loop packs myself and like you said it just right. sparks it can spark up ideas because yeah. I mean producers always have like you know kind of like writer's block you know mm-hmm. so you throw in a few loops and you know that might just respark you know, you know right. a brand new idea and maybe listening to your next hit you know That's just right. off of off of a, a, a loop that you, you mm-hmm. know. Now, I heard a producer say, I don't know if I really should say his name or not, but you know, I guess to me it really don't matter. If you say something that's out in the general public, I'm going to say who said it, but yeah, yeah. whatever. So Sunny Digital, I was at an um, event, Sunny Digital was there, yeah. and he was talking about using loop packs. Yeah. And um, Youngland was there also, Okay. and he talked about using a loop on something that he had created. Mm-hmm. And Sunny Digital made a comment. Now I'm going to get your perspective on it. He said, if you use loops, you're not a real producer. If, what, not if you just use, if you rely on loops, mm-hmm. you're not a, a real producer. He said, because I know how to play stuff. I know how to put the keys and, and you know, other stuff. I can come up with my own. But if you are relying on loops, you're not a real, a real producer. What do you say to that? How do you feel about that? I mean, I feel like it's his, his perspective uh, for me. I... I can play keys as well. Mm-hmm. I can't read, but I can play keys. So I do look at myself, you know, um, I guess I don't want to say real producer because I, I mean, I feel like if you can, if you can just create something from scratch mm-hmm. and make it real dope, no matter how you did it, you know, whether you're piecing things together, you're, you're a producer, you're a creator, you know, but having those talents it does make you i, I don't know i feel like it, i mean it, i feel like i am a better producer because mm. i can play keys you know i can i can play by ear and you know mm-hmm. um, just having those different you know that's a plus for me you know yeah. but it doesn't mean that you have to be able to do those things to mm-hmm. make you a real producer i mean i, I don't believe that you know? mm. i look at the end result you know how does it sound in the end Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much how I judge it off. There's a lot of producers who can't play keys. No, I, I mean they may know what they want. Yeah, by pressing. Okay, yeah. I need this is how I want it to sound, but they may not know how to sit there and right play keys. Right. But they know what they're looking for. They right. may not be able to play drums, but they can program drums on, you know, the machine or right. on, on the Kong. Right? Right, right, right. So does that discount them from being a quote unquote real? I mean, real producer. Nah, not to me. I mean, um, nah, not to yeah. me. That's me either. I, I just thought I'd get an interesting. I mean, it's it's you know, I can see where other other producers will have those opinions. You know, mm-hmm. I get it, but at the end of the day, it comes down to what the end result is. That's right. How does it sound? So, yeah, because yeah. like in reason, we got the uh, scales and chords, right? Right. I mean, is, is that cheating because I don't really know how to play chords? I mean, and I can man. just press one button and I can get a C major. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. I, I love, love it. scales I and chords. Reason, it, thank you, Propeller yeah, Head. For sure. Thank you very much for making that. It was, oh, yeah, for sure. I love, love it. it. Mm-hmm. But is it, is it cheating because yeah. I can press one button and kind of get the chords I mean, that I that's, want? That's, that's crazy to me. But, um, hey, it's all about perspective. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who doesn't care. Who is it? The consumer. Of course. The consumer the consumer course. doesn't care that of course. you don't know how to play. As long as it sounds good and they can jam to That's it. That's right. And it makes them feel a certain way. 
That's they right. are good with the end result. That's right, man. I think that's just a little thing within the production I think it's within community. The, yeah. With our own. It's our cool. Own. You know, hey, I get it. It's, it's, hey, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. So I do want to ask another question as someone who creates melody packs and loop packs and things like that. Uh, you So in the beginning, when people were creating loop packs and things, royalty-free. Right. Royalty-free. You can use right, it. Right. Then I started seeing this thing that said master clearance available. Yeah. Like, hmm. So now we have creators who are creating loop packs who are saying, okay, I created these melodies. Mm-hmm. If you want to use them on... now. In the, the fine writing, it says if you're getting a major record deal. Right, right. right? But if you're using it for uh, you know, your own solo projects, working with indie artists, things, mm-hmm. then you don't have to go get master clearance. Mm-hmm. But it's only when you have a major artist that you're shopping it to right. uh, that they want master clearance. And so pretty much what, what, what folks who are creating loop packs, I don't know, I'd like to get your perspective on it, is they want a part of the publishing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with it. I mean... It's genius. I mean, if you mm. can get if you can get the publishing, I mean, seeing that you are part creator, mm-hmm. you know, um, it only makes sense. And I feel like it's more than generous for them to, you know, allow you to, you know, sell it. Like, you know, you can sell the beats on Beat Stars, but you know, when you when you're talking about uh, getting it placed on a major label, now, really, it just depends on what the producer, you know, has in his contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I've seen some that you know. They'll allow you to, you know, just do whatever you want to do. You know, mm-hmm. um, some of them want their credit. Most of them really want their credit. Um, but I feel like that's that's smart, you know. Um, and it's also a good way to spread your music out uh, a lot faster. Because mm-hmm. if you're selling a pack and you got all these different producers and you never know what type of situations they got going on, you know, mm-hmm. and they place that thing you definitely want to be in there so mm-hmm. you know, i think that's important you know? yeah I, yeah I, I respect it man hey and i also respect those that you know that don't but yeah i think it's smart man yeah because i know some folks go oh now you want to get a master clearance when they used to be royalty free and you were made you made all these royalty free now you want a part of the publishing because you only made and, the, and i'm serious it's like a whole conversation yeah, yeah, that yeah, exists yeah, out yeah, in this world yeah, yeah. Yeah. Around this whole uh, using loops and melody packs. Yeah. And uh, people are serious about it. Yeah. I mean, because they are sitting down, taking their time and creating right. these melodies. Right. They should be compensated for exactly. it. But people say, well, you were compensated. I paid you the forty nine ninety nine that you wanted for your pack. Yeah, but a lot of times it's not even that much. <laughs> but, I mean, right. it just depends on what they want to do i mean me personally i'm i'm with it and i would respect it if i use the producers mm-hmm. uh you know loop then you know right. I, I would respect that you know um now would i be promoting him like that you know it just depends you know mm-hmm. on, on what we agree or or you know what the contract is and you know mm-hmm. um but yeah man i mean Hey, how can you? How can somebody create something and and, and not be compensated for what mm-hmm. they created? Especially, That's well, when you think about it, so I give you like the example you used earlier. Yeah, did Dr. Dre split his publishing with the person who came in to do the melodies on the keys? I mean, who knows? Who, that's the thing. <laughs> now, who knows? That's right? a conversation. Who, I mean, who hey, truly knows? Let me ask. Let me ask Dr. Dre. Yeah, we call him up and find facts, out. Find out. But I mean, right. I can see. You know, I've heard of. You know. Um, you know producers you know uh, bringing in you know different musicians and mm-hmm. doing like a, a work for hire type of thing right you know? so it really just depends on 
what the agreement is. You yeah. Know, and, you know, I mean, I've me personally, <laughs> it's a tough thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's 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 tough, especially somebody hiring me to come in and you know mm-hmm. play some. Kind of got to look at it, look at it like that. How would you feel if you know Dr. Dre came in and was like, okay, I'm just gonna give you like five thousand or ten thousand just to play this. You don't know how big that record is gonna get, man. That, that record may make millions of mm-hmm. dollars, you know. And but hey, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what can you do? What can you do about it sometimes in those types of situations? Yeah, man. Hey. That's right. I did want to talk about your first placement. Yeah. And so, what was that like? How did that feel? And I mean, I know who it was with, but y'all don't know. But <laughs> if you can just talk about that, who was your first placement with your major placement? And how did that feel? And how did that come about? So I would say my first major placement would be um, Gucci Man. But my first placement was uh, K-Camp. Mm-hmm. This is right before he, you know, um, took off with his you know, first hot single. Right. Um, but so I, so I would say my first major placement was Gucci Man. And what was you saying? What is it? What did it feel like? Yeah. What did it, how did it, I mean? How did you get that first place? How did it happen? Uh, pretty much, I was uh, sending out. Um, I had I had a huge email list that I was sending out uh, beats to different um, different uh, artists. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would get um, connected with a, a, um, a couple A and R's, and they would send me like these lists of emails, and you know, I would just consistently send beats every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, this was. The beat that I got placed with uh, Gucci Man. This was a this was like a beat that I made like maybe about five six years uh, before you know mm. she got on it or whatever. So it was that was weird itself. I was like, yeah. man, <laughs> it was crazy. But um, so I was just on Facebook one time, and um, you know, I, I used to promote heavy on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my fans had um wrote a comment on one of my posts, and it was like um uh, they was like Gucci Man got on your uh. Or, or they was like, uh, congratulations on, you know, Gucci Man placement. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Gucci Man. I was like, so I asked them what the song was. Mm-hmm. And I did my research. I checked it out. And sure enough, I'm, I hear my beat. And, you know, the, the the second that it came on, I was like, this is this can't be real. So I just kept listening to mm-hmm. it. And I was just like, damn, man, how, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. I was just hyped, man. I was, I was like, damn. So then I started trying to. Think about how the how who who got in that beat, because you know a lot of times when you get these emails, it's not directly to the artist. It's, mm-hmm. it's to you know different A and R's or you know just some of their people or, right. or their camp or whatever. So, um, so I just start going crazy, man. I start hitting up everybody. I start hitting up all of my people, letting them know. Uh, check out this song that I did uh, that, uh, that I produced for Gucci Man. and mm-hmm. at that time he was um actually locked up he was um he was doing his uh, he was doing some prison time um but if everybody remembers you know he was putting out a whole bunch of music so mm-hmm. you know uh, a lot of projects you know so um yeah that happened around that time man and I was just man it was, I was mm-hmm. hyped man cuz Gucci Man is uh he was one of my favorite artists. You know? mm. When I first started making trap beats, trap music, um, Gucci mm-hmm. Man was one of my biggest influences. Wow! So that was that was crazy, man. I, I felt accomplished. Yeah, and it just gave me a lot of motivation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh heck yeah, that's like a full circle. Like yeah, yo, I mean, imagine growing up listening to somebody that is heavily influences you, and yeah. then later on you produce a track for yeah. that person. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I used to use his acapellas, man. I used to, um, uh, a lot of times when I would make beats, I, I had this like virtual DJ software. Mm -hmm. and I would use his, I would like, I would download his acapellas. I had mm -hmm. like two acapellas and I would use them, same acapellas, and I would throw them on top of the beats. Oh, uh, yeah. I would slow it down. I do the same thing. It up. It just, it, 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 yeah, so it was just crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I made a whole beat using, um, the uh, Usher and Migos, I still got it. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I that's just dope. used the whole, I just use a, a a certain part of it. Yeah, yeah. And that helped me to really consider how would an artist sound on this beat if oh, I yeah. was to get a, a artist on this beat. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, and it helped me really kind of formulate and place things based upon that mm -hmm. that vocal. Yeah. You know, that's, so that, I mean, that's still, that's still ingenious. I oh, mean, yeah. I don't know if people do that today, but you if you should, not, you should you try should. it. You should try it, man. It really, yeah, it'll give you a vibe and it'll let you know, like, you know, how how to structure the beat as well, you know, it's a good, mm -hmm. good little cheat sheet. It, yeah, it's a good cheat code, y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of cheat codes that, yeah. that people need to really get into. I mean, uh -huh. and these things are known, right? Yeah. I mean, you can download vocals yeah. straight from YouTube. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's really crazy is that you can download vocals straight from YouTube yeah. and make a whole beat around all those vocals yep. and, and yep. release it. Yep. It's like your own free project or remix too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's different avenues that people yeah. need to consider. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Man. Yep. So let's talk about some of the other placements, opportunities that you've had. So if you want to share some light on some of those, just to give people a, a sense of the caliber of artists that you've been working with. Yeah. So um, uh, my second major placement was um, Project Pat. So um, Project Pat. Yes. Yeah, man. Which 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 was another legend that yes. I grew up off of. Oh man. yeah. When I first started listening to Southern music, that's when we called it Dirty South music. Mm -hmm. You know, it was Three Six Mafia. Mm -hmm. So Project Pat was 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 definitely a big one for me. You know, um, it was off of uh, his his uh, project Trappers and Clappers, mm -hmm. um, and the song was called I Can Hustle. Um, but pretty much that was just networking with him um, over the internet, you know, over um, Instagram. Mm. You know, I've been I was hitting him up for you know I say about two years, you know, just hitting him up every so often, and you know, eventually he gave up the email, and you mm. know, I consistently sent him some beats, and really it didn't take too long for him to um, reach back to me. So um, him and his manager back then, Big Trill, um, mm. FaceTime me, and was like, "Hey man, we got one." And, it wow. was, that was a moment itself. I was, you know, Heck yeah. actually, I was, um, no, I wasn't in Atlanta. Okay. I wasn't back home. I was in Atlanta. So that's when I found out and FaceTimed me. And, um, yeah, man, that was big. Mm. That was big. Um, it's Project Pat. Yeah, Project Pat, right. man. A legend. Legendary. Man. Legend. Legendary. Yes, legendary, sir. Man. Project Pat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you started to get all these major placements. Yeah. Right. And so I know sometimes people can ride the the high of yeah. of all these major placements. So what did you experience after getting those major placements? What type of challenges and or uh, sacrifices did you have to go through after those those things came about? Well, uh, pretty much um, challenges really wasn't too much challenge it was more motivation and mm. it kind of just set the bar up you know mm -hmm. a little bit more um but what happened in the you know 
during those placements and stuff, I start getting a lot of uh, producers, you know, um, hitting me up to, you know, work and, you know, mm -hmm. collab. Um, I was able to get into, um, you know, a couple producer um, events, mm -hmm. you know, like A3C, um, uh, I Standard, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I did... Um, I did something with producer grind uh, to where I did a cook up video with them. So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then I did some other podcasts and, you know, um, I started getting a lot of people, you know, just hitting me up, um, which was, which was good. It was, it was good momentum and, right. you know, um, and yeah. the, cr the crazy part is, is that you were still there, still doing the same things you were doing yeah. before you got the placements. Right, right. And this is so weird to me. I mean, I understand, I understand that, once a person gets notoriety, mm -hmm. now everybody wants to, and I get it. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were there still doing the same things you were before. You said the Gucci Man beat was five years yeah, yeah. prior. Yep, yep. Right, yep. you'd be surprised. I mean, I, I know you already know this, and I know some folks who are watching already know that a lot of beats that get placed are beats that were made two, three, five years ago. Yep, yep, yep. And And I mean, the beat was unmixed, like, you know, outdated drums and everything but it was just like they used it so yeah and they were like yo okay. this is dope <laughs> this is dope which i was talking earlier about the subjectivity of music mm -hmm. what you may think is is trash somebody may think is dope what you may right. think is is dope somebody else may think is trash right. it's just so subjective mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. it comes to it right so if you made a beat five years ago and the artist goes that's the one i want right they right. will pick that and right. that's the one that becomes their biggest probably could be their biggest hit right right and sometimes know. it's hard too, man, because you be like, yo, man, that's an old beat, and you you kind of want artists to to um, to want like your newer beats, mm -hmm. or newer beats, but that's not really what they, you know. It's, a lot of times, you, your sound as a producer, you can be ahead, um, mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm one of those type of producers where my sound is kind of ahead of its time, mm. you know. So the beats that I'm making right now in, in 2020 may not you know, stick until, you know, 2025 That's or something right. like that. So I may have to go back to my 2015 beats or something. Yeah, never like delete. That, never know? delete beats. Nah, nah. Old beats, never delete nah, old man. ideas because nah. you never know. Never do that, man. And it's always good to have uh, fresh ears around mm -hmm. you too because uh, especially if you're not real good at, you know, choosing beats, you know. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can be biased as a producer, you know. But it's good to have different ears around that way. They can be like, nah, I like that one. That's yeah. right. So. Yeah, I was paying to be early for um, the actual prior guest, KT. And I was like, look, because we were talking about just living outside the box yeah, and not yeah. being confined to just one style or one mm -hmm. uh, methodology when making beats and living outside of this box. So I played him a song that I, I have. Yeah. And as he listened to it, I said, I love this song. Yeah. But would, it, would this be a track that's on somebody's album today? Probably not. Mm -hmm. And he heard it. He was like, he said, yo, I'm going to tell you, if Chance the Rapper heard this, yeah, he yeah. may take this because he could put his flow on here and it become yeah. a huge hit. But that goes back once again to the subjectivity of music. Mm -hmm. I may think it's something that people will never get on, right. but somebody may hear it and go, right. <laughs> yeah, right. that's about to be the next the next big thing. Mm -hmm. So talk about how you came up with the Beat Pharmacist. Um, beat Pharmacist started with myself, uh, a couple of my friends back home in Minnesota, mm. uh, my cousin. Um, uh, pretty much we got together and uh, we was pushing my production uh, as versatile tracks. 
And, you know, we wanted to come up with, you know, something that can, you know, uh, bring us all together, you know, some, a name that, 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 that everybody can kind of look at us as, as one, you know, and uh, beat pharmacists. Um, every beat is a drug. That's the slogan mm. of it. And, you know, pretty much we felt like we had every sound, everything that any artist mm-hmm. would ever need, you know, whether they need, you know, pop music, whether they need R&B, rap, just um, we felt like, you know, that would make us stand out. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, man, um, we created that and that, that was that was a pretty dope movement um, back home in Minnesota. Yeah, that's what's up. Still got it going now. That's what's up. And it was the first pack you released to Codeine? Codeine Crazy, yeah. Yeah, that Codeine was the first one? one. Yeah. That, that was the first pack that I... That I um, I'm telling you. Yeah, 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 that's a classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you don't have it, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, you got to check it you out. You got to go get it. Yeah. 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 Yep, no doubt, yeah. So, what's next for you? What's next? Um, Well, like I said before, man, I've been hitting the um, producer kits, sound design scene pretty hard, mm. man. And, um, you know, I kind of took a little step back away from the, you know, producing the music and, you know, um, 2020, I told myself that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into that mode and, mm. and um, you know, getting back to connecting with uh, some of these newer artists, you know, looking to break some new artists and, you know, I start. Um, you know, really just collaborating with, you know, various people, just mm. on, you know, different projects, man. But, but, um, but yeah, man, um, looking to hit the, hit the uh production scene real tough man oh, yeah. i feel like it's you know it was a, it was a good moment for me to you know kind of step back and you know um go through life and you mm-hmm. know figure out certain things and you know now it's time to you know really just get back into it yeah man. And, you know, yeah you recently really you recently released savage life right right right, right. When, right. When well no i didn't recently um when did I, I, drop? I, I dropped that about five about about three three four months ago you know? okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty much a um, collection of, of uh, my older beats. You know, I put it put together an instrumental pack and, um, you know, dropped it off on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all of the uh, streaming platforms. Uh, it's called Savage Life uh, Volume 1. I got Volume mm. 2 coming out real oh, soon. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, you find more producers who are creating their own CDs, albums, right. mixtapes now versus... Right. You know, saying, hey, I don't really know if I want to wait for an artist. Right. Cool. Artists want to come? Great. If not, I still got a project that I want to I want to drop. And it just happens to be an instrumental album. Right, right. I'm starting to see more and more producers yeah, I, do I mean, that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good opportunity to, you know, add some more revenue, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, different, another stream of revenue. And, um, you know, that's always good. Yeah. Because you can, you can do it all, you know. You can, you can do all of it. You can do all of it. I mean, you got... Thousands of beats sitting on your computer that's not generating any money, and it's like, hey, <laughs> they, why, they not, not. why not make a few dollars off of that's it? That's right. You still own your, still own your rights. I mean, how many albums I could drop? Yeah, I know, I know, man. And it'd it be hard sometimes for producers, you know, release it to the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you know, because I'm super critical. Yeah, you and it's know, like, I, yo, I I'm not gonna. Mean. Yeah, I'm super critical. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's important though to throw it out there. You know, it's like, hey. I got beats that have been sitting on my computer for a long time, man. Mm. So, yeah, y'all look out for, you know, some new um, instrumental albums coming out, man. That's what's up, man. So what advice would you have to anyone deciding to join this 
whole music industry? What would you tell them? Man, um, I would say, I don't want to sound cliche, man. Uh, be yourself. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, shoot, that takes you a long way, though. Really follow your own mind, uh, you know, be open to hear others' opinions, but at the end of the day, you know, um, follow what best fits you because nobody can, you know, um, nobody can work your plan the way you can. So, mm -hmm. and you can't always follow others' um, footsteps because what they did may not work for you. Mm -hmm. um, and just, just keep going, really, you know, don't expect a clear path, you know, um, have have lots of passion for what mm -hmm. you what you love that way you know you can get through whatever you know comes your way you know because it is going to come and um it's not easy <clears throat> at all you know um there's very few producers that you know make it overnight success and mm -hmm. even those that have you know they had to go through something mm -hmm. and yeah just be patient and enjoy it just you know have fun with it um don't expect a huge payout in the beginning you know that's yeah yeah that's that's perfect advice yeah perfect advice for sure so talk about where people can find you um you can find me on instagram um versatile tracks um v-e-r-s-a-t-i-l-e-t-r-a-x-x pretty sure you put it under the video um also um my beat pharmacist uh at tbp kits uh with a z at the end um, yeah, man. Twitter, same thing. Um, yeah, that's where you yeah. find me, man. That's what's up, y'all. Website, uh, my beats, my uh, sound kit store. It's um, thebeatpharmacist.com. Check that out. Go go purchase a kit. Mm -hmm. um, we also got free kits on there as well. So, you know, check those out and, you know, just spread the love, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah get the, the codeine <laughs> one is... Yeah, coding crazy. It's, it's bananas. Yeah, man. That's definitely bananas. It is. Appreciate it, is. it man. Oh, yeah, man. No doubt. Yeah. I appreciate you being on the show, brother. Oh, yeah. It's man. been a long time coming. Yeah, man. I ain't seen you in a minute. So. I know. I know, man. Like, it, man. It has, man. Life is. I'm going to tell you one thing, man. It's a good dude, man. Brian, we've been, um, we linked up um, uh, at A3C, man, and, and just been keeping in touch ever since, man. Mm -hmm. It's been been dope, man. I appreciate this. I appreciate. I appreciate you for as well, sure, brother. For sure, man. for sure. That's right. Appreciate you, brother. No doubt, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're that's a wrap for us. Once again, you can always check us out every Thursday at seven p.m. at www.wecreatemusic.tv. Once again, we got my man Versatile Tracks. Really appreciate y'all. Have a great night because that's when you're probably gonna be watching this or a day, whatever. Just have a great whatever. All right, peace.